Hey everybody, this is Patrick McFake-Holmes, and you're listening to the best sports podcast on the internet, The Message Pitch, with Drew, Will, and Matt. Get it! The following message is brought to you by Faulty Spark Plugs. Faulties, we are that smell. Hello, everybody. We are back again this week, the three of the usual guys, as well as our special correspondent, Jordo. And today, we're going to be tackling the SEC, as well as some of our predictions for week one. As you see here, Matt's enjoying a nice, beautiful day at the lake. Jordo's in his murder shed, and Drew is actually broadcasting <laughs> live from Parts Unknown right now. Drew, uh, tell us why you're at an undisclosed location. I'm trying to be a wrestler. You're trying to be a what? Wrestler. A wrestler. I, I figured the only way to do that was to go to parts unknown. Well, we're going to be wrestling with some hot takes here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back. No, I'm here for work. Messages, I'm here for work. Yeah, which is also wrestling. <laughs> that was pretty good, Will. And same thing. All right, Drew, bring us back in. I don't feel natural doing this. Hey guys, Drew from The Message Pitch here, reminding you for your next tire purchase, check out Maypop Tires. Maypop Tires are an independently owned company voted 17th most reliable by the Southwestern Arizona Oceanfront Property Manager's Home Weekly Journal. Maypop Tires, with their steel flat technology, are the number one choice of old red wagons and trucks going too slow in the right lane everywhere. Maypop Tires, we'll get you there, eventually. Hi, everybody. This is one of the big ones, the uh, SEC preview episode. One of our favorites of the year, right, fellas? It's our big show. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of storylines we can start with, um, (laughs) but let's just let's get down to it. Um, What's one of the what's one of the big uh, headlines you have for this year for 2023 starting off uh, regarding the SEC? How will the how, how will the Dow bounce back? Oh, we're, let, we're doing someone, someone let let mute his mic. All right, let's go to yeah. Jordan. <laughs> Wait, we're, we're we're doing we're doing like football SEC. Oh, hold oh hold on, I gotta get not not the stock exchange. No, okay, no. We're uh, uh, so, so so for me, it revolves around this hat right behind me. Uh, for, for those of you who Hoy, accessories hat. For those of you yeah. who can't see, Jordo is broadcasting live from. It looks like his shed. Is that your shed or your man cave, or both? All right, so this this, this is a. This she shed by the she shore. This is my man cave <laughs> slash shop slash smoking room slash garage. So smoking it's room. a little bit of it, a little bit of everything. Well, there, uh, the pit ball. smoke smoking meats like meats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meats. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah perfectly, yeah, yeah. perfectly, perfectly in the camera. You you see Jordo. You also see like half of a turkey that I'm assuming he's killed at some point, and then perfectly placed over his right shoulder is a deer head. With an Alabama hat on it that that has been placed there for the video, it doesn't it it is not also doubling as a hat rack, but just to clarify. Well, well, in fairness, Jordo told us he was going to do this. This is his assistant in the football correspondent game. That's Buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He he's going to be helping me all year, hopefully, and uh, he'll bring yeah. us good luck on the on the picks. But uh, move you, over, you Corso. Corso, there's your mascot head, Buck Ladeer. He, he is – this actually is more alive than Corso and Joe Biden both. So, <laughs> so, 
there, so there's, so there, we got that going for us. But anyway, he's he's wearing an Alabama hat, and for me, the college, the college football world, and the, all my big headline is just, uh, how's the tide going to bounce back? And uh, I'm looking forward to getting the year going. I'm I'm glad we got the minor league show out of the way last week, and we're on to the major leagues this week with what actually matters. <laughs> my gosh he it's like he came out of the gate with a trick play and just scored a touchdown <laughs> i mean you came off the top rope early man that's the reverse handoff on the opening kickoff yeah yeah <laughs> or, or the lo- leaf lo- for, love it love for, it for a lot for a loss of 30 yards <laughs> no <laughs> you made will leave oh that was the goal so you yeah. did it you're the new will <laughs> Oh, they'll never hear another Will. Well, while we wait on Will, Drew, what what about you? I I really – I think – I mean, we talked about last week, you know, conference realignment, and we talked about NIL. We we wrote some stories on it. But, you know, for me, for the Southeastern Conference, I think it's going to be – does Alabama bounce back? Can anybody knock off Georgia? There's no way that Kirby Smart can win three national championships, right? I mean, somebody's got to bounce back. And 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 take them down, uh, and and I think you know new faces in new places. How's Mississippi State going to um, adapt with all that's gone on with them? Is is Hugh Freeze for real? I mean, there there's just a lot of different stories, but I think the biggest one for me is is Georgia really for real, and are they the new uh, dynasty? Careful, Drew. They might play this in their locker rooms to talk about all the disrespect they get. Um, well, I've seen their schedule, and I think they're playing us opening weekend. I I think the the, the two biggest things for me, um, aside for how is Georgia going to handle not having Stetson Bennett on campus for the first time since it opened, um, is <laughs> is LSU is LSU for real? Is Tennessee for real? Are they going to? I think I think their lines are both. Projected in Georgia, you might know more than I. I think it's like nine and a half, ten and a half for both win totals this year. Yeah. Are they are they for real or was last year a right place, right time? I think that, those are gonna be two interesting teams to watch on both sides of the conference. Well, yeah, and I, I think go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Oh, you got it. Go ahead. I'll 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 go last. Well, I, I mean, right now, as of right now, the lead and the favorite to win the East is Vanderbilt. So I think that, you know, with yeah, I mean, they are undefeated at this point. They had a huge win over Powerhouse Hawaii. And, um, you know, they did it while simultaneously watching construction take place in their end zone. So I think if that's – that's have a you ed- waiting to happen. Have you ever seen a team simultaneously light up the scoreboard – while also holding up the scoreboard by a crane, because I saw that on yeah. last Saturday. Yep. That's called doing what it takes, gentlemen. <laughs> and if yeah. you're not Vanderbilt, you don't know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. I've watched Vanderbilt football for, football for a long time, and they've done what it takes for a long time. Ever. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to say for mine, um, and we'll go into a little more depth, um, yeah, Georgia, who can supplant Georgia? Because that schedule, like we've mentioned, is very, very uh, favorable, you can say, for them to get back yeah. to the SEC championship at least. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of, surprised, kind of surprised you guys didn't bring it up. The Alabama quarterback situation, what's going on there? 
I, uh, they haven't, I know they haven't announced, uh, they officially haven't announced the starter yet. Is that correct? Yeah. Saban's right. checking on the eligibility of that ninth grader from Thompson before they go any that, further. Hey, that's, that's a good start, but I mean, Al, you think Alabama's, you think Alabama's the, the favorite to supplant Georgia, but they don't have a quarterback officially, you know, announced. So yeah. you don't have a, you know, when you have three guys, you know, the saying is you have none. So, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we'll we'll have to see. You know, you know Jalen played pretty good last year at times, but struggled at times. Um, you know, the kid from Notre Dame. You know, he was his job was taken away by Sam Hartman, which is understandable. But there's a reason why Notre Dame passed on him. So I'm interested to see how Alabama does because if you know, it just seems like uh, they haven't had uh, um, much else going for them this off season. So. I think you're going to. Yeah, maybe that's I, maybe that's how they want it. <laughs> I, I think I think you're going it, to. It's going to be very similar to 2015, mm-hmm. except instead of just Derrick Henry running out somebody's throat, they got like six guys that can. Matt, I think that's an interesting point, and I think a lot of people forget that uh, Tommy Reese, who first off, I remember mm-hmm. watching him play in college. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Drew, Chances he's, quarterback. That's Notre Todd Dame. Reese. Todd Reesing. Tommy Reese was at Notre Dame oh. in like 2013, so he's like a few years older than me. So he's like 30 something. Uh, but he actually recruited uh, Ty Simpson to Notre Dame, and then obviously he went. Ty Simpson went to Alabama instead. So I wouldn't be surprised if before the season's over, I would be surprised if Simpson's the guy. So, but yeah, uh, Jordan, what do you think? We've already got his. Are we, ta- are, we, are we talking about the Alabama quarterback situation? Yes. Uh, Milrow will start. I think that's pretty. That's inevitable at this point. He's going to run out there. Um, Honestly, I think no better than the wide receiver room is. He's probably going to be the guy that just keeps the job. And unless the Dylan Lonergan, which is the true freshman, Freshman, unless if he continues to progress, like they've talked about, which I've seen nothing. I'm just speaking from what I've heard other people say. He's like the, the best talent that they have but he's just not ready. But if, if he was to come along mid-year and supplant Milrow, I could see that happening. But so far I haven't heard anything as far as like Simpson actually taking over. Uh, and he, I just don't think he's progressing like they thought he would, and which is concerning. But if they're going to be a true just running team anyway, maybe Milrow's the guy because he is a freak athlete and obviously the best athlete on the field at, at, in every, every game they're going to play. So He's it, huge. Yeah. Have yeah. you guys built like a linebacker? Have, have you guys seen are you guys yeah. familiar with the, the message board geniuses Twitter account? Mm-mm. They they uh-huh. posted one the other day. They were like, is this inside information on Tuscaloosa? And I think it was like a Georgia. Basically, what they do is they they just the craziest things that people post on like all the like the college team message boards, they like post on Twitter. And somebody was like, I think this is either inside information or somebody's fever dream. And just the headline was Alabama gonna run the triple option question more. <laughs> oh my god. Imagine. You know, actually though, that's just crazy enough in this day and age with the quarterback that they have. That actually could work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think what you'll see is it, yeah, it, they're gonna be uh, 2015 to you know, 20, 2013 to 2015, where it's run the ball first, play good defense, make just enough passing plays to win the game. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard more than one person say this is the best offensive line that Saban's ever had. 
Now, Jeez. if you let if you, if you let that sink in for a minute, yeah, that I that kind of calmed me down. I'm like, I don't really care who takes the snaps because if if you have a good offensive line, Matt knows as far as the Eagles, <laughs> Georgia, hey Georgia, Georgia last year. I mean, they've been winning it with your offensive line and your defensive yeah. line. That's where that's where you win ball games. You win in the trenches, yes, sir. You win in the trenches. That's right at every level. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I heard that, I, I, I was instantly just like, okay, we're going to be that's, all right. I, that's high praise for sure. Yeah, I think the first few games could be very choppy, very ugly. And, I mean, I could even see this game on Saturday being relatively close at halftime. Um, seriously, because mm-hmm. I, I think all the guys are going to play. I think he might play four guys, four, four different quarterbacks. I don't so, think you're going to know for sure who the who – the, starter is until at least that Texas get whoever walks out first here in Texas like Jordan yeah. Yeah, all the guys are going to play and I, so. I think more than I think more than one guy's going to play in the Texas game I, I, yeah. I don't I don't know I mean we'll just see how it goes but it'd be interesting that's yeah. Opinion. yeah that's going to be a fun game that's going to be yeah. a Texas game yeah Alabama's going to be down at halftime and this little unknown quarterback named Yice Brung is going to come out there and throw for 400 in the second half <laughs> yeah Yice Brung Jordan, correct me if I'm wrong, but Alabama goes to USF this year. They do. That's that's it's a, right. It's yeah. a home and home. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. You, you got to remember, Saban and the AD, Saban and uh, Greg Burns scheduled these games like eight years out. So yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. I I just it's rare that you see is where what conference is USF in? American. Yeah, usually they come to SEC schools. I, I just didn't. I thought it was a misprint. Well, so. it, it's a home and home. It's like when Alabama went to Duke yeah. in like 2011 or 2010 because Duke I came there in like 2006. That. But I think USF plays like in the Buccaneers Stadium, if I'm not correct. Oh, wrong. So yeah. like they can fill the stadium. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be like Drew when we went to go watch Alabama and Vandy in Nashville. It's gonna be like 85 <laughs> percent Alabama. Probably oh, that was that was hot. Cool. That's why you don't always take a free ticket, guys. <laughs> you don't really care who wins or loses, and it's 900 degrees outside. And Vanderbilt oh, man. has four concession stands, four of them. We had a homeless wow. guy. We were, we were walking around in Nashville, and, and there's like a, a transit guy who came up. I was like, hey, guy, because he saw we had all the stuff. I was like, how was the game? We're like, oh, man, it was good. It's like, oh, what was the score? Was it like, it was, like, was it like 42 to 7? We were like, no, nah, it was like 63 to 7. He was like, yeah. It just went off <laughs> walking down the street. Yeah, that 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 was bad. Um, so, so we talked storylines, uh, you know, I, I think too, what, what's going to be really interesting is, um, kind of how the landscape of the SEC is changing, right? Oklahoma and Texas come next year. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's the last um, year with just the 14, which sounds yeah, weird to which, say. But... Yeah. Just the 14 sounds weird too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I know what the SEC is doing. I mean, they're trying to acquire as many big name teams as possible for the the shift that's coming. But um, what does the future of the SEC look like to you guys? Do you think this is they're going to keep like they'll eventually get Clemson and Florida State, or you know, I mean, what what do you think the SEC looks like in five years, ten years? I don't know if if they'll get Clemson, but I think that I mean, I don't think they're done yet. I think if you're somebody like Clemson. You you got to be kind of mad because they had the opportunity in 2011 ish or when when they you know when Missouri and A and M came in and like no we're good in the ACC 
And now you're either going to have to go to SEC or Big Ten, and you're not going to be playing the exact same competition. Your Syracuses and your uh, Dukes of the world, you know. So, but I I think at least you know Florida State potentially maybe Miami before it's all mm-hmm. said and done. North Carolina, uh, North North Carolina is going to be a big almost like a swing vote between the Big Ten and the SEC because they got a lot of what the Big Ten's looking for in terms of uh, not APR whatever the the grades are looking at um, GPA. No, it, it's 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 GPA. Obviously, GPA for the athletes, but they call it something else as well as you know the big basketball market. The Big Ten looks for GPAs. They look for potential markets, uh, and a lot. They also look a lot for basketball. That's kind of what UCLA's appeal was. So yeah. I don't I don't think they're done adding, but it's just going to be a matter of who will it be a, a team like a Tulane. Uh, you know, some of some of the kind of start taking some of the American teams away because uh, the ACC looks like they might be adding SMU here soon. So, wow. didn't the didn't the ACC add today? I don't know didn't if they, they add Stanford. I think they added Stanford and Cal today. Well, I, I know they were talking about it, but they I also heard they were going to add Stanford, Cal, and um, <laughs> SMU. Huh. I I think they did. If if they didn't, it's like all but a done deal. That, what that, about you so, guys? Well, go I, ahead, Jordan. Yeah, I kind of think that uh, Stanky is just going to almost let all this stuff just kind of play out because he feels good about where they're at. Adding Texas and Oklahoma, that's massive to what you already have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, think the, I think I brought this up last week. The ACC, Florida State, Clemson, all those teams are so bound by that tv contract that they just signed yeah. a few years ago that there's right. there's really no there's really nowhere there's no way out and i think they would like will said they would love to but i just don't think that there is a way out so i, I don't in five to ten years i don't know how much it will actually change i think this is kind of it the so home in texas and the acc was going to vote on it last night but because of all the stuff that happened in north carolina they uh, have postponed it, but uh, yeah, rumor is they've already worked out the financials of adding Cal and Stanford and potentially SMU. Uh, and once again, it has a lot to do with ESPN brokering the negotiations because of rights. Yeah. Jordo, yeah. I think I, you hit me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was listening to Rick and Bubba, which is not exactly a sports, <laughs> yeah. a sports information, but they were talking about it and they said, you know, well, they can't be the Atlantic Coastal Conference anymore, but they could be the American Coastal Conference. Yeah, this they is true. Both, yeah. That's really smart. Both, both, yeah. both coast covers. <laughs> they were they were like, well, we better we better go ahead and trademark that because they're going to steal that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the coast to coast conference. <laughs> the coast to coast. I, I like that. <laughs> no, uh, Matt. Uh, yeah, I I think it's just I think we're going to see eventually. You're going to have the Big Ten. I think the SEC. I think. I think some of these programs eventually, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure the details of the TV deal, but I think eventually the ACC is going to split between the SEC and Big Ten. It's going to be like the like we talked about last week. I feel like it's going to be like the NFL. You're going to have two major conferences, and then that's basically how. Uh, but yeah, I I I think really though it's just the two. I think we're going to have two major conferences when it's all said and done. I agree, and I think the SEC is. First off, I know this is an SEC-only episode, so, you know, let's just go ahead and get it out of the way now. Yeah, I mean, we all live in the South, but I think we can all agree. The Southeastern Conference is the best college football conference in the country. It's not even close. When no, it comes, yeah. I mean, to traditions 
and, you know, historic rivalries and great games and great programs and heroes and legends. And honestly, the, the football is just better. So, I, you know, I think that goes without saying. But I think the SEC, is, it would be smart to kind of go back to the original concept of the Southern Conference. Now, a lot of people know the Southern Conference is like where Sanford plays and, and that sort of thing. Um, but they, back in the day, had everybody, Alabama, Auburn, uh, the Carolina schools, Duke, Vandy, Sewanee, you know, Georgia, all those schools mm-hmm. played in the Southern Conference. And I think it's going to get back to that eventually. That's going to be a major conference with most of the Southern teams. To me, North Carolina would be stupid to join the Big Ten. Um, why do that when you can own the SEC in basketball? It just makes no sense. But yeah. I, I think I think the Southeastern Conference would be smart to to work out a deal to kind of go back to that that great Southern conference that they once had greater Southern conference. Some would say it just means more. (laughs) Well, it means something that's for sure. So um, we can take a quick break and then, you know, guys, we come back, let's just dive right into it. We're going to go through every uh, SEC school. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on some of them just because, season may not look that great or it's not that intriguing but we'll still spend time on every everybody and I'd like to get you guys thoughts um and then we'll we'll talk SEC championship game and we'll talk um uh potential playoffs as well so uh you're listening to message pitch we'll be right back after this hey message pitch listeners are your kids having behavioral issues if so we've got the place for you Brian Kelly's Southern School of Charm, where you can learn proper etiquette of becoming a Southern lady or gentleman. Brian Kelly's Southern School of Charm. We're here, your family. Brian Kelly's Southern School of Charm, not a real place. Don't send your kids here. Brian Kelly's from Massachusetts. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're going to dive right into it. We're going to talk about uh, the SEC East first. Um, and, and I think the first team to dive into, one of the more intriguing teams in the conference, uh, let's talk Florida Gators for a second. You know, Billy Napier, everybody has thought uh, high, highly of him and, and what he did uh, in Louisiana. Six and seven last year, three and five in the SEC. They got the big dub over Utah to start off the season. Uh, but I think they finished the season, what, uh, two they, and five. Yeah, I was gonna say if they start off one and zero and they went six and seven. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean their last. I'm looking at it now. Their last seven they games, a, they they went two and five. I mean they had a brutal mm-hmm. stretch towards the end. So, in fact, the it's only the, they called the SEC. Yeah, for real. Which, by the way, do you guys remember like in the '90s when a when an SEC no. team would win? Eight or nine games—that was a huge deal. That's like you big, could pretty much, deal. you could pretty much not count on them playing for a national championship because of how bad that they seem to just beat each other up year in and year out. I don't know what changed that. I don't know if somebody figured out mm. the BCS formula or what, but it—I remember when Tennessee, when Alabama won in '92, and then Tennessee in '98. Those were big deals because it just didn't seem like SEC teams got that kind of opportunity. Yeah, Florida. Flock yeah. Kings. 
like kind of channel. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, while we're on the subject, did anybody, has anybody watched that documentary yet? I, w- I watched the whole thing. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Is Good. is it true that Urban Meyer's production company put that together? Man, they paint they painted him in a very friendly light. And, what a, and, and and there was some stuff, but like, I think we can all agree from what we know about him is he's not really a great human being. Uh, shady might be a good word. Sketchy uh, And and they just yeah they they sang his praises for the probably seventy five to eighty percent of that show. Did you guys see the tweet that it was like Urban Meyer if? Urban Meyer, if Swamp Kings could tell the whole story, and it's just him on the sidelines, bent over. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, it's, I gotta start. I, I gotta I, start remembering who tweets these things. I I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen enough clips to know. Like, there's one time where they, I forgot what was it Joiner that was just singing his praises, and he's like, "Yeah, like that's that's the kind of coach I want to play for." And I'm like, <laughs> I re- I remember those teams. There were a lot of people that got kicked off or, or should have gotten kicked off. I, I, well, you know. the, do, do, I didn't realize it until I did a rewatch the other day, but the big story of like the 09 SEC championship game, it wasn't like winner's going to play uh, Texas or winner's going to play, you know, Texas Boise State for the title. It was uh, what's his, the defensive tackle, Carlos Dunlap for Florida, who got busted mm-hmm. for a DUI like two days before, like just what couldn't mm-hmm. play. And then, was it? It was either 08 or 09 Florida with whoever it was, the linebacker Spikes, who was trying to gouge Noshawn Marino's eyes out. In the oh yeah, that game, like Spike, the Spikes was featured a lot in that documentary, like a lot. It, it basically it was a Brandon Spikes, Tim Tebow, two focal points, and then a lot of other players that played there in that time frame sprinkled in. Well, it's it's just a shame because you know the Johnny Manziel documentary was good, Manti Tails documentary was good, and so I was expecting good things from the Swamp Kings deal, and it I heard it was not. Well, BS, no, BS High is going to make up for it though. To, to me, it was good. I'm not saying it wasn't good. I just don't think it was factual. But I'm not sure you can put the. I don't think you can air the factual version of what was actually going on there, and everything that's happened since then. You know, it's uh, it's not it's not a story you would want to tell. You know what I mean? That's not yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I would love to hear it, but yeah. Well, I mean, they just left out a lot, and you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't feel like details were really spared in in Manziel's deal or Teo's deal. So it wasn't an untold. It was the untold series, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, yeah. And I guess if you're featuring Urban in it and he's actually being interviewed, he probably has certain stipulations like, I'm not going to answer this. For sure. You know? Yeah, you gotta, you're, you're looking you're looking at guys that still have careers, whereas all those right. guys are kind of out of the league or doing other things and not really – it doesn't matter what they say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. Uh, well, back to, to modern Florida. Like I said, six and seven last year. Looked promising with with a win over Utah and then dropped it to Kentucky, and you know lost a nail biter against Tennessee. But you know I'm looking at the schedule and they, I mean they lost to Vandy, they lost to Florida State, they lost to Oregon State bad um, in the Las Vegas Bowl. You know I know it's a bowl nobody cares about, but guys, you know what what do we think of Florida heading into this year? They're kind of an enigma. 
their schedule, I've got it pulled up here, doesn't really do any favors. They they open up at Utah, um, a Utah team that's probably going to be without their playmaking tight end and a quarterback still coming off a knee injury if he even plays. Then they get they go or they get Tennessee at home. They go to Kentucky, to South Carolina, neutral site with Georgia. Go to LSU, get Arkansas at home, get Florida State at home. Mm-hmm. So I. I'm not one of these people who who thinks that Billy Napier's on the hot seat. I think it's ridiculous. The guy's been there too. Like, this will be his second year. Um, I I think they go kind of middle of the road, seven and five, with a bowl game. You know, um, it's a tough schedule, but I think they could pull it out and at least go bowl, bowling. I'm gonna say, yeah, their their season could get ugly early though. Yeah, the, the schedule you just read they, out. Uh, um, yeah, they they will. They uh, Mertz, the Wisconsin transfer, has been named the starter. He's played a lot of football. I mean, he's he doesn't exactly have the same skill set that Anthony Richardson has, but uh, so they at least have an experienced guy under center. Matt, you said that the season could get ugly early. Elaborate. Well, they've got Utah on the road. They right get. Now, they I, get I, I'm not sure get, what the line is, but I'm sure Utah's. Favored. It's about, a, it's about a touchdown. Yeah. And then you said Kentucky? They get Utah on the road, and then they open up mm-hmm. the swamp with McNeese. Then they get – So, one uh, and one. Tennessee Please. at home or in the yeah. swamp. Charlotte in the swamp. Go to two Kentucky. At, or they get Vandy at home. They go to South Carolina. Watch where you put that finger, young man. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this place. Uh, then they get Georgia to neutral site. Arkansas is the cross-division opponent this year, so they get Arkansas at the Swamp. They go to LSU, go to Mizzou, and then close it out with Florida State at home. So they could be in like a two-and-two, three-and-three uh, start. Um, so as far as – I mean, I don't think they're in the picture right now, but as far as national championship aspirations, they're – they're out of it by you know week six so yeah um, week six yeah, week three hey <laughs> hey trying yeah, to be. Vegas has yeah. got their over under total at five and a half I take that and yeah that's that's kind of where I landed is surely they're going to win six games um like you like you mentioned with the merch guy supposedly Paul Chris has even admitted to not using him correctly at Wisconsin. So that's kind of uh, leads me to believe that he may be better than what he was there. You know, if a head yeah. coach is admitting mm-hmm. to like, Oh, we, we kind of messed that up. That mm-hmm. it's not only it's a head coach admitting that, but it's a head coach who is not a head coach and you know, so. Right. Yeah, exactly. Nothing to gain, nothing to lose from that statement. So ho- I hopefully think, for them, ahead, he, yeah. he plays, he play, yeah, hopefully for them, he plays well. And I, I do think with, um, Utah's quarterback, like you mentioned, not playing. I, I they got a fighting chance this weekend. Yeah, against I, uh, Utah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because not, you know, not only, not only, sorry, Drew, not only is um, what's his name, the quarterback who's been there forever. I can't remember, but uh, the the Reisner, tight end, Reisner, Reisner, Cameron, yeah, yeah Reisner, Cam, Cam Rising. Reisner, yeah. yeah, not Reisner, only is Cam Reisner. Rising probably not going to play, but the 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 best offensive weapon they have, uh, Queefy. Oh, <laughs> he's also probably not going to play. So Florida has three returning starters on the uh, offense. They have four returning starters 
on defense. And, Jordo, you called last year that you thought that they would hang with Utah and beat them. And uh, <laughs> and you were right. And uh, I think that there's a chance that you might be right again. I think the season kind of ebbs and flows with that Utah game. I mean, it seems silly, but you get 1-0 against a team that was knocking on the door for a Rose Bowl appearance last year. That's big. And then you get to stare down whatever Tennessee is uh, at week three. I think if they if they lose the Utah game, they're in for a long year. So I, I, I'm five and a half sounds good to me, too. Drew, you're the only professional in this. <laughs> Somebody's got to keep it together. I, was, I think I think uh, it's if, 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 put that on the job application, Drew. That was incredible. <laughs> That was skills and concentration. When I worked along here, when I looked back at the screen to see how well Drew was keeping it together, and I saw that three of (laughs) none of the three of us were in this, we were all laughing off screen. (laughs) It made me laugh even harder. Um, I definitely think with with the way that uh, Napier can recruit and what he's already got coming in, I think next year's is where he should really start being evaluated on under underperforming. Cause I, I mean, I, I still think it, it's year two and, you know, he had to come in and kind of correct some of the Dan Mullen culture issues. So get, give him a little bit more time. I agree. Yeah. But that Florida fan base, you guys know is yeah. rabid. So if, it, I mean, I'm just saying yeah. Vegas, those, those tall buildings are, there for a reason. Five and a half is what they say. So four to five wins is oh, well in the right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not necessarily that I'm saying he's done if he goes four and eight. But boy, he has got to. He's got to win eight or nine games the next year for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. So yeah. I, well, I, 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 I give I give Florida a little more credit than that. Let's get them bowl eligible. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. think third, third in the East. I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that. Maybe fourth. Yeah. Fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky. I'm going to say fifth. Florida. I'm going to say fifth. South Carolina. I'm going to say Florida's fifth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who we got? Should should we just segue to South Carolina? (laughs) uh, No. We're going to say that. We're going to go ahead. Okay. Skim over this. Um, Let's talk Missouri for a second, guys. Next. I said on the podcast (laughs) last year that, or last week, that Missouri is known for almost beating people. And looking at it, they almost beat Auburn until one of the just most ridiculous endings I've ever seen for a college football game. Uh, They almost beat Florida. They did beat Vanderbilt. They almost beat Kentucky. Tennessee killed them. Jeez, Louise. Um, you know, and then they held – they almost beat Georgia October 1st. Um, I don't know what to make of Missouri. I think Drinkwitz is a good coach. I kind of wish he had gone somewhere else to where his talents could really shine. I just don't think – I mean, what's the over-under on him this year, Jordo? That was going to be my next question. Uh, six and a half, actually. Yeah, look, that sounds look, about right. Looking at this schedule, give me the under. So really? they op- yeah. So Missouri, they open up with South Dakota, should be a win. Middle mm-hmm. Tennessee should be a win. Kansas State loss. Wow. Memphis at mm-hmm. home in Missouri. 
I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. No, it's not. Where is it's it? It's in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, I guess it's technically in Missouri. It's, game, it's yeah. in St. Louis, but yeah. Anyways, and then they get they go to Vandy. So the schedule starts off four and one. And then they yeah. get in order LSU at home, go mm. to Kentucky, South Carolina, at Georgia versus Tennessee versus Florida at Arkansas. So they Gee. very well could start the season off four and one and end up five and seven. Man. What a so, yeah, maybe two more wins from there. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> Because even also, even uh, they've got to beat Arkansas is essentially what it could come down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beat Vandy or Arkansas. Because even yeah. even I've, say they start off four and one, beat Kentucky or five and one or five and two because they got LSU and then you still got South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas. They're so, giving them the South Carolina and Arkansas game. Yeah, and the one line was both. six and a half, right? Right. So they're yeah, giving them one or both. That's why I'm gonna take the under. I, I yeah. think they I think they could get six. I don't think they could get seven. Well, that's mm. a tough schedule, yeah. How about how about Middle Tennessee trying to uh to apply to be part of the SEC, man? They're opening with Alabama or or they <laughs> and and then they're going uh going to Missouri. <laughs> I like the players it. the players appreciate that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, coach. <laughs> appreciate this concussion. Plot twist well, back. Middle Middle Tennessee beats Alabama, loses to Missouri. Chaos oh, so, so the the radio show here in town uh, for Huntsville, they had on Alabama A and M's. I don't think it was their head coach. I think it was like somebody within like administration there for the university. And he actually was just blatantly honest, and he was like, "I hate these games because A and M's got a. I don't remember who they play week one, but they've got a. You know, obviously a maybe even SEC opponent. And he was like, "I honestly, I hate these games. I hate scheduling for the kids. He was like they're not fair." And I was just like, "Man, I've, I would have never thought." You know, somebody higher up would come out and just mm. basically stand so, up for the kids. It's money, well, yeah, right. But. Funny story when when our sister, when Drew and I's sister was at JSU, it was 2010, 2011, whatever year they opened up and beat Ole Miss in Oxford, and they did like a uh, almost like a pep rally type thing. And the coach that was at JSU is like, "Well, if there's one thing I can say, it's that our band beats their band." And that was all he said. And they, <laughs> ended, they ended up they ended up winning. Oh my gosh! I, yeah, I mean it, they're paydays, and then they're a necessary evil. I remember going and watching Akron try to play. I think it was Auburn in person. Was and that in the I, last various, two years? It's been mm, I don't I don't remember when it was, it, but I was if that was Auburn under Harson, I assume that was like a ten seven game. No, I, I don't think so. I think it was I think it was the last year of the Miles on era. But uh-huh. I, all I can remember thinking is like. These poor Akron players, I looked out there and I was like, you know, nothing for nothing, but in my 30s and it's like the four of us could probably walk on at Akron and make an impact because, you know, they're just – it's just a a night and day difference. But it is, Jordo, you're right. It's pretty cool to hear somebody higher up say, yeah, these these are a necessary evil. Yeah, at least own it. That's kind of that's kind of what I was getting at. Transparency. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, to, Alabama and M's playing Vanderbilt this weekend. Okay. So that's that's what he was that's what he was referring to. Then there you go. Wow. Um. All right. So Missouri, I think we can all agree, six wins maybe. Could could I mean, they're they're going to do what they do, and that's be kind of middle of the road and almost beat some teams. They'll go mm-hmm. to a bowl game and they may win it or they may not. That's kind of the line for Missouri for for the last few years. 
Um, shifting gears, I want to talk about uh, a team that, that Jordo, you were really high on last year, and you were – well, I guess you, you were almost right there for a little bit. Let's talk about the Kentucky Wildcats. Oh. Right, they started off – I think you called this, that they had the potential to start the year off 6-0, uh, and, and and they started off 4-0 before losing a, a couple of tight games at Ole Miss and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, Stoops seems to – he's got it figured out. Uh, he's been there a decade, which I didn't realize – you longest know, tenured, longest tenured coach in the SEC, not named Saban. Uh, yeah, Jordo, what went right for them last year, and what went wrong? Uh, good and bad of Will Levis. Man, <laughs> as, coffee, as, man. Yeah, exactly, and eating bananas with the peel on. Uh, it tells you all you need to know. Uh, I think. I, listen. I really think he was he was a great thing for that program, but he was also he was like a he was a curse, a blessing and a curse, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, almost tried to do too much too many times. Yeah. Uh so I, I think he was the good and bad. And but I, I I actually I think Kentucky could be as good or better this year. And I'm gonna stay high on him again. Yes, uh, sir. They've, they they they've got Devin Leary coming in who is not a freshman that is a proven quarterback very good quarterback uh, so i look for him to maybe get more consistent play out of him maybe not be as explosive but be a little bit more consistent and I'm, you know stoops is not uh, he's not making teams he's developing a program and right. that's what he's done right now is that he is a consistent year in and year out winner going to bowl games over under seven i will definitely take the over there yeah easy yeah. money yeah, that's 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 an eight or nine win team for sure, at least. Yeah. Well, and I feel like they get the hard part of the schedule out fairly early. I mean, Ball State's a win, Eastern Kentucky's win, Akron's a win. Vandy could be a trap game for them, and then you get Florida and you go to Georgia, and never mind. Looking at the schedule, I am completely wrong. So yeah, the back Kentucky, Kentucky plays three ranked teams. So far, and those three ranked teams happen to be Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama. <laughs> Never mind. Wow. Um, they get so. I, I think I said this last year, and and I was wrong. But the 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 most interesting of those three to me is Tennessee because they go to Kroger Field, Halloween weekend. It's probably going to be a night game. Spooky things happen that time of year, and I think at one point in the seat, like I think Devin Leary is considered one of the most accurate quarterback like he might be the most accurate quarterback in ACC history before he transferred he's he's got some ridiculous stat like that so yeah I, I'm definitely with Jordan mm-hmm. on that one everything I was going to say Jordan said so so you're not going to be like uh we'll pass the gavel yeah <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to copy what he just said but to piggyback on what he just said <laughs> Matt I, I gotta ask you you're you're a soccer player so by proxy you kick things you're a kicker uh you're a chance uh, Kentucky has their kicker named Chance Poor, which nice is one way. of the coolest names and yet most unfortunate names for his position in the country. Chance, what's your take on the Kentucky Wildcats? His name's Chance Poor. His name is Poor Chance Poor. P O O R E. P O O. Okay, I thought it was like poor, like poor as in no, no, not, he's wealth. not like a. 
a, a computer generated character in Mac. Like like my bank account. Okay. So oh. <laughs> thanks a lot, Biden. <laughs> we don't do I'm gonna say I'm gonna say how many times it. I can work in Joe Biden into this college football podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> please please don't. <laughs> Yeah, that's our strong suit, man. That's all we got. Um, as far as I see, yeah, I, I think Kentucky, Tennessee are are the two teams I see again, like last year, are going to be the ones that challenge Georgia in the East. <clears throat> Gut feeling, I think I actually favor Tennessee over Kentucky right now. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, do, I do realize Kentucky's got a decent quarterback coming in to, you know, um, take the reins from Levis, but uh, I like what Stoops is doing. But I think I think seven wins dip for sure is attainable for them. I'm gonna say they're gonna be in the third spot in the East, though. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm a little bit higher on Tennessee right now. I think that's fair. I think that's really fair. Um, I mean, you guys pretty much nailed it, Jordan. I agree with you. I'm gonna take the over. I think that they can find a couple of wins in there that they probably shouldn't. Um, I think if they start the season four and zero again, they they could get Florida. They should get Missouri, and then Tennessee will be a toss up. Alabama, they play them for the first time in a long time, November eleventh. It's going to be oh, that's they at home, so that could be. What's that? They played in twenty twenty. Well, I get granted three years, but yeah, well, okay. Mm. Well, they don't play as frequently as it seems like they used to. Sorry. Um, but they host Alabama. That could be a trap game for the Tide. Who knows? But I, I'm I'm going to go with you. I think I think uh, the over is, is where I want to go with that. <laughs> okay, so I've tried to delay this as long as possible, but <laughs> since we're going through the East, <sighs> we have no other option. You should you should have went through all the teams. Let's just go to the West <laughs> without even talking about <laughs> South Carolina. All right, that's well, everybody. Huh? Well, you <laughs> said it. I think that's it. Do what? <laughs> and, and and I'm gonna change things up and uh and you know what? I'm just gonna open it up and Jordo, I want you to talk about South Carolina. Me? Yeah. <laughs> uh okay, thanks, Jordo. I'll, I'll, I'll say so so this will, this is one of those things like in a political debate. I'm just gonna use my time and Will can have it. I'll proxy all of my time to Will Grantham. Matt? Is, is Rattler still there? Yes, he is. is. He... Yeah, that's, that's the problem. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, what's the what's the over-under for the machine? Six. Oh, wow. Flat six. Flat six. Mm. Flat six. Mm. I would you don't like it, bring, blame DraftKings. Sounds like free say, money to me. I'd say Georgia's better. I'd say Kentucky's better. Tennessee's better. I'd, I'll put them we'll find out. the same. I'll put them the same with Florida right now. I think yeah, we'll I, find, I see five. We'll find out early. They play North yeah. Carolina this weekend, right? So that's, that's kind true. of one of those. Yep. That is true. Yeah, that, that's that, a good first test. Of, yeah, let's set yeah. the tone. That is a good first yeah. test. I'm going to have them yeah. right there with Florida, though, around five, six wins. Here's their their first five games. First, North Carolina, host Furman, at Georgia, Mississippi State, at Tennessee. That's that's brutal. 
I mean, mm. there's a there's a couple of wins in there, but but that's brutal. But okay, yeah. we've said our piece. Will, please go ahead. So first off, that flat six had to be written by the friends and family of uh, Will Muschamp because ain't no way South Carolina's <laughs> getting a flat six. So Drew, you mentioned it. I've been doing research on this. First five, they could very well be three and two. They could be two and three in their first five games. But then they get Florida at home, at Missouri, at Texas A&M, Jacksonville State, Vandy, Kentucky, Clemson at home. Six. Six. is the, Here's what's going to happen, boys. South Carolina is going to go, at worst, eight and four in the regular season. Go to at a bowl worst. game. At worst, okay. eight and four in the regular season. Actually, eight and four is target. They're gonna they're gonna get at least six wins, but eight and four is what I'm predicting. At least eight and four. I could see nine and three. Don't, don't back up now. Keep going. <laughs> maybe maybe ten and two. You know what? Your <laughs> your four, four, four your your four playoff teams are gonna be Georgia, Alabama, maybe the two thousand one South Carolina. Those are your four playoff teams. <laughs> What'd you say, man? I said maybe the two thousand one Hurricanes. Or all that. <laughs> I'm. Look, I think Joe Burrow was great in 2019, but that record. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh gosh! But now he's so. Here's he, eight and four, with a Capital One Bowl berth, where they go and they play the Purdue Boilermakers. <laughs> in my yes. 2024 set, I have to have that. I need that. I I wanted it last year. I needed yeah. it last year. Didn't get it. <laughs> um. South Carolina's actually South Carolina's actually got uh they're sneaky, sneaky deep in terms of their roster this year. It's Rattler's back, uh DeCarian Joiner's back for like his ninth year. Uh, they had a lot of guys towards the end of the season, a lot of young guys on their defense step up and make some plays. Uh not this isn't even a joke. This sounds like something Drew would say, but they probably have the best special teams in the country. I mean, the special teams won them that Clemson game last year. Um and I I, I I do think I I, I was kind of skeptical when they hired because I love Spurrier I I think I will, I will always love Spurrier and I was a big fan of his South Carolina teams and then you know they went and hired Muschamp so they they went fifteen steps back there but I really I really like what Shane Beamer's building at South Carolina so I I really do I think I think six six wins I think is a joke for them I think they get at least seven if not eight. You know, we sat here and made fun of him last year for saying South Carolina would win at least eight games, and I'll be dog if they didn't go eight and five. Um, and they beat Tennessee like a drum. They beat Clemson on the road. Sure, they lost to Notre Dame and you know a close contest. You know, I mean, it's possible he could be onto something. Beamer is building a great program uh, there. I I will say though, I think yeah. that. My Kentucky is my South Carolina of last year. I would not be stunned if Kentucky finished second in the West or in the East. Sorry, I would be stunned if they finished second in the West. <laughs> I would be. I would be. I'd be shocked. 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 That's like that's like a, that's like two years ago when Drew told us the Patriots were going to win the NFC East. So, <laughs> um, okay, so that that closes the book on on South Carolina. Let's let's talk about Andy real quick. God bless him. The the you know, the the penultimate just never say die, even though sometimes you probably should um, team. They went five and seven last year, two and six in the SEC. But, you know, they showed up. There were there were close games. I mean, they beat Kentucky, uh, which was 
which was huge for them. It was a close game, but they they won. Uh, they beat Florida. Yeah, they got absolutely annihilated on national TV by Tennessee. But you know, um, I don't know. I think Clark Clark Lee's doing some some pretty impressive things there. Uh, this is his third year, so we'll see what they've got. They, but beat they gave him a contract I, extension. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what they've got. He's have he's got a big rebuilding process in front of him. One, he's at Vanderbilt, but two. You know, the program that he inherited was a dumpster fire. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at the schedule. <laughs> oh, boy. It, it starts off pretty nice for them and then uh, goes downhill quickly. Yeah, I mean, let, let, just listen to their final six games. At Florida, Georgia, at Ole Miss, Auburn, at South Carolina, at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's That's brutal. I think they could go to a bowl game. I think what what's the over under Jordo? Three, Three and a half. That's it. Give me the over, it, bro. Well, did, did, wasn't that the what the, the over wins last year? Are? The the uh, wins. The wins last year. First four games. The the wins are Hawaii, a, Alabama, A and M, UNLV, and Wake Forest. Y'all are penciling in the Wake Forest game as a win. For Vandy? Potentially, but I, I haven't seen I mean, Wake Forest yet, but yeah. no Sam Hartman, you know. I mean, that, they, there it is. That's that's the game. That's kind of – Well, didn't you say – what was it last year? The game uh, oh, what, what, Northern what, Illinois yeah. was the game. <laughs> Northern Illinois. game. That was the game. We, you know, they <laughs> they said the over was – or the, the line was two games, and you said, punch it. We're going up for the over. Northern Illinois would be the difference maker, and you called it. You were absolutely right. <laughs> Well, but they won five. They they went they went well over last year. Yeah, I think they get four wins. They could get five. It just depends on injuries. You know, is South Carolina going to be for real? Is Tennessee going to be completely plagued by injuries? Didn't really matter last year. I don't know, guys. I, I'll I'll be an optimist and say I see them getting four wins, but that's that's going to be a tough sledding once it gets past Missouri. Jordo. Got a got a polished quarterback, yeah. from what I understand. What's his yeah. name? You're sitting there looking AJ at it. What's Swan? his name? Yeah, AJ from what I've heard, he's just like he's just like a legitimate pro prospect. I guess he's a sophomore this year. He played as a freshman last year, so yeah. he's just got. I mean, nothing around him. I mean, I hate to dog on SEC caliber players, but you know that's just not. They're just not at the same level as what these other teams are, and everybody knows that, and I'm sure they know that as well. Uh, so they're gonna they're gonna be in those games with the teams early in the year, and they they probably will not be around late. But uh, yeah, I, I like the I like Clark Lee. I think he's he's uh he's very optimistic <laughs> about what Vanderbilt can become, and uh, we'll see. I'll I'll Clark take uh, I'll take yeah exactly three and a half. I'm gonna go under just to be fun. Matthew. We got a we got a minute and thirty six for Matt's mm. thoughts here. Ooh, ooh. Okay, I'll, set uh, up I'll keep it. Minutes. I'll keep it. I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, yeah, the schedule you just read, I see four wins. Um, I feel like there's always one game like last year. They're they're gonna beat somebody that we don't expect. Um, like when they beat Kentucky and uh, Florida, mm-hmm. I think they're good for one of those this year. Um, but yeah, I'll say I'm gonna say about four wins. Will quickly, uh, four, maybe five. 
actually we leaves the big two to talk about left in the SEC uh, East, and that's Tennessee and, and Georgia. And I want to talk about Tennessee first, just because you know that was a magical season that they had last year. I mean, yeah, it didn't end the way they wanted to. I know they faltered uh, against Georgia late and <clears throat> uh, never really got things going there. And then they just got absolutely blown out by South Carolina to make matters worse. They lost Hendon Hooker, but what a season. So the question I have for you guys and Matt, I want, I want to hear your <clears throat> thoughts on it. Um, do we see a repeat? Is this, do we see that Tennessee um, can reach the heights that they did last year? I mean, I think they did some impressive things last year for sure. Uh, you know, they beat Alabama, which was the, you know, big monkey on their back, you know, 20 something years they had, it took to beat them. Um, I think that, that bodes well for them. Um, but I think also they're not going to sneak up on anybody this year either. And so that's the challenge that they're going to face. Um, I like what they're doing up in Knoxville. I think that, as I, like I said, I think I have them slightly better than Kentucky right now. Um, it will it, come down to if they can beat Georgia. I, I I have them. I have them around eight or nine wins this year. Um, you know, Bama's that game. Bama's already circled. They're that's yes. gonna be a tough game to beat. Yep, it's gonna be tough to beat Georgia as always. Um, I can see them. Losing one more after that too. Maybe they drop to Kentucky or um, I'm not sure who they face in the West. Um, their schedule, A and M at home, but A and M. Yeah, that can be a tough one. Um, but I I can't see them beating Georgia and Alabama. So um, most likely, I think they lose both. But this is a, it's a good chance for them to see you know. If they, if they if they think that they're really back, this is the season to do it. So, hey, Jordan, uh, what's yeah, the, uh, I'm gonna say eight or nine wins. Yeah, what's the over under? Nine. So, here's here's where I look at it. pretty pretty favorable schedule uh, right now. They only have three ranked teams on their schedule. One including Texas A and M going to Neyland. So you know that's either gonna be a six o'clock kick or a two thirty kick. Uh, I don't know when the last time A&M, because I think in, when they played in 2016, 2015, whenever it was, I think uh, Tennessee went to A&M. So this might be the first time ever. But that is the week before they play Alabama. So I think Tennessee will start that game off slow. But I do think Tennessee wins that game. Um, I, I I would put Tennessee right at at least nine wins. I, I, I'll, I'll stay at nine wins, I think. And I wish more teams would do this because, you know, for years it was, oh, the hurry up. Everybody wants to do the hurry up. Now everybody's doing the hurry up. What's the best way to beat the hurry up? Limit the other team's possessions. And I think that's what Georgia is going to do well. And we already talked earlier about mm-hmm. how Alabama's got like seven running backs that that they can just – an offensive line, bully ball. So I see Georgia – or I see Tennessee losing to Georgia and Alabama. And I think – because this 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 part of the schedule is kind of what, what intrigues me about Tennessee. They get – South Carolina on the 30th, and then they get their bye week. And then they get Texas A&M at home, go to Alabama, and to Kentucky. Those are going to be three physical games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. 
So I wouldn't be stunned if after a hard physical game against Alabama, maybe Kentucky trips them up to get them nine and three. But yeah, I, I don't think Tennessee, barring any kind of crazy injury, uh, if Tennessee loses or wins less than nine games, it's going to be like eight. So I, I mean, I think nine and three is a really good estimate for Tennessee. Uh, which, if you had told a Tennessee fan five years ago that hey, it could be, you know, nine and three, could follow up what they did last year, I think they would take it to the bank, you know. So. Jordo, you're our college football correspondent, so I got to ask you. Tennessee's returning a lot on offense, like way more than I thought that they were, but they're not returning Hidden Hooker. How much of a difference is that going to make? Well, they're also replacing three offensive linemen as well, correct? Uh, Two by my count. Hey, Drew, okay. in that in that thing you're reading, is there a stat in there about a uh... – <laughs> Pass interference flag being thrown in the end zone was the guys in the on the thirty yard line on. turning We're the ball. We're moving on. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's okay. I Drew, right. Jordo, when you're done answering that question, I actually have a question for you too about oh, no. no about the quarterback situation at Tennessee. I I think I think the funniest uh, thing I've heard out of Tennessee's camp was apparently Heupel came out and said that Joe Milton had and I quote thrown no interceptions all spring or summer or fall camp. Yeah, because their defense was not good last year. So, so, which leads me to my point of, number one, most of the time it's just like offense against a ghost when you're practicing plays. And then number two, that's a lie. Joe Milton, that was what he was known for doing was throwing interceptions. So it's obvious that he's trying to hide something, cover something, in my opinion. Oh. Uh, I've got Tennessee underperforming this year, seven and five, eight and four. I think. Uh, I think they're going to have a little drop off. What you saw there was a great team and not really a great program. Interesting. Um, no, I, I can see that. I, I think Milton. There's no doubt about it. The, the kid has a rocket for an arm. I mean, he can launch it what 70, 75 yards, no problem. But the problem is going to be accuracy. Can he harness the 10-yard route, the 15-yard route? They're going to give him the weapons and the schemes to be able to spread all over the field. He's just got to be able to hit the receivers. I think eight or nine wins is is a good year. I, I we, You guys have experienced this. when you, No one expects you to do anything or they're not sure if you can do it. And, and then you have a season like last year, it's huge. The, the trouble is then maintaining that. Like, are you for real, you know, or is it going to be a setback? Like, you know, I, I the, the climb is always the funnest. It's, it's maintaining where you end up on the mountaintop. I'm looking at this, you know, Will, nothing against South Carolina, but Tennessee, I think, has that one circled on the calendar. Oh, I, no, I, I agree. I agree. That's a revenge game. I agree. I, I mean, I sorry, think they Sorry, Gamecock up. faithful. Five and zero. I don't think they win in Tuscaloosa, but um, you know they could potentially trip up Georgia the next last game of the year. I mean, it's possible they go. That that's a home game for them. Uh, Georgia's riding high, and I don't know how they've done, not done it the last few years. But oh man, there, Georgia, Georgia was you know, I don't know, Drew. Georgia's probably going to be coming off a hard fought game against Sanford the following week, so they may they you know you might be onto something. Well, Mandy, I mean, Tennessee may be looking ahead to the big rivalry game with Vanderbilt, but, you know, 
it wouldn't surprise me if they lose to Alabama and then beat Georgia. It just seems like, you know, when they figure out how to beat both those teams in the same season, then then we can start talking about them as legit contenders. I, I think they're second or third in the East. Um, but yeah, I think eight or nine wins is is kind of the ceiling. But I think they may they may knock off the Bulldogs late in the season. My dream scenario, how I gave y'all Purdue and South Carolina a bowl game earlier. <laughs> Give me in like the Cotton Bowl this year, USC versus Tennessee, so I can see a ninety-nine to ninety-eight game because neither of those teams play defense. Well, you you may <laughs> get you may get your wish. Okay, so but hey, re- about- real quick, I, I wanted to, I did want to ask Jordan something because you you kind of indicated you know talking about Joe Milton. Does anybody remember when he was at Michigan and got pulled after five games? No, mm-hmm. so I, I do not I, remember that. I, I, Jordan, how much of that in, do you think? Back was, in 2011. <laughs> Jordan, how much of that was? Do you think he just didn't fit Harbaugh's scheme versus how much of that was maybe something like you alluded to earlier? Of you know, he's just not that how good. Much, sure. Because <laughs> because yeah. I believe it was it was you who said you know a quarterback can have a rocket arm and throw it a hundred yards, but if he's you know if he's not throwing it to anybody, it doesn't matter. If yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's a good, kind of like a good pitcher. Yeah, it's kind of like a good pitcher. If you don't know where it's going, it's useless. Yeah. Hey, man, you can beat everybody on the team forty times and still a no hitter. I'm also interested to see if, kind of like how you know when Gus Malzahn got to Auburn, his first you know first few years, it was electric, and then once people started figuring out his offense, he started regressing and regressing, and it was perennially eight and four, seven and five. I wonder if you're going to see some of that with um, Heupel, because I mean, look Heupel. at UCF. First year he did really good, and then it was went from eleven and one to nine and three, eight and four, <coughs> seven and five. You know, so we'll mm. see. Mm. Yeah. Well, that closes the book on the East. Oh wait, no, it doesn't. Let's talk about the uh, the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room, uh, Georgia. I think last year we all predicted that they would have uh, a down year and a setback. Uh, not only did they not, uh, in fact, as much as right as we were about. Vandy hitting the over and Kentucky doing well. And we actually called Tennessee, Jordan, you called Tennessee uh, beating Alabama and potentially winning the East. Now they didn't win the East, but you called that as right as we were about those things. uh, We were really wrong about Georgia. Uh, Not only did Mm -hmm. they not take a step back, they won 15 consecutive games, um, won the uh, SEC championship big time over LSU uh, squeaked one out against Ohio State in the semifinals and then just absolutely bludgeoned TCU in the national championship game. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, at this, you know, uh, they lose Stetson Bennett, Will's favorite player. That's that's a huge loss. Because, hey, 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 hey. Well, Not only is he my favorite player, he's all of our grandparents' favorite player too, okay? They grew up with him. You know man. what? <laughs> I am, I'm going to stop right here. Will, I'm going to give you – a minute and 30 seconds to just get it out. Get all the Stetson Bennett hate out because he's gone. It's, it's, it's he's never going to play a down of football again. I don't need anything else. Well, if Matt Stafford can't connect with his players better than, than his wife claims he is uh, on our podcast, that might be in trouble. Which Will, is so funny. Stetson, okay. You have a minute and 30 seconds starting now. Go. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of over it at this point. The guy was in college for 15 years. Legitimately, he, here's here's what it is. Because because I actually had this conversation with somebody. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I have said this several times. Stetson Bennett, more athletic Greg McElroy. Mm. I mean, come on. I think we all know, like, made some plays when it counted, did some great things, won a title. We all know it was the defense's team. And my, my main issue with Stetson Bennett. I'm sure he's a I'm sure he's an outstanding guy, depending on who you talk to. Um Athens police. Well, actually I think it was Dallas or wherever, but oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Sorry. Is and, and I actually had this conversation with somebody because they I, you know, I, I said this, I said, you know, Stetson Bennett, I'm sure, good player, great story. Georgia fans act like he hung the moon and should have won three Heismans and five national titles, you know. Uh to which somebody said well, that's kind of how Alabama fans treated A.J. McCarron back in the day. May or may not be so, but I don't think anybody ever seriously said A.J. McCarron is better than who was one of the – who was the – Andrew Luck. I don't I don't think any sensible fan said that, whereas we've had to sit here and hear about how Stetson Bennett should have been the number one pick in the draft, should have won four Heismans, five national titles. Yeah, it, it, his story just got old real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, this Will's rant was brought to you by Maypop Tires. Maypop Tires for their still flat technology. Maypop may not risk it. All right. So <laughs> thank you for that, Will. Uh, and, and back to it. Hallelujah. Hold, oh, sorry. Uh, Chance, this team reminds me a lot of, please don't reach through the phone and choke me out, but in a lot of ways, it kind of reminds me of your Eagles in that, like, you don't understand how they keep winning, but they do. And they have established themselves as um, a dominant force. Well, this is our farm team, so. <laughs> right. Well, there, there you go. <laughs> so but, no, I, I get yeah, that, yeah. I get that. Uh, I, the, the, again, lost a ton of talent, so you think – you know, logic says that they should take a step back, but I mean, they're still immensely talented. The schedule is incredibly favorable for them. Yeah, um, I expect them. I, I expect them back in Atlanta. You know, in December, um, it'll be interesting to see, just like with Alabama situation, how their quarterback, their, their new quarterback, gets uh, settled in. <laughs> um, but yeah, the only team I could really see them beating them besides Alabama in the SEC championship or whoever from the West um, is is Tennessee. Um, I expect them to win 10, 10 games at at least. So, so Matt and Jordo, since you guys don't have the schedule in front of you, y'all want to take a wild stab at how many ranked teams Georgia plays this year? Two, probably, so, so probably one, two. Uh, Tennessee at 12 and Ole Miss at 22. I was actually – Florida's not ranked, ranked. right? Florida is not ranked. Okay. Ball Ball State is not ranked either, Jordan. For some reason, I was saying Florida is ranked. Um, I I will say this about Georgia, and I said the same thing about Alabama in 2019 or 2018, whichever year it was. I think it was 2018. This schedule is so bad – if Georgia loses one game, I don't think they make the playoff. I mean, unless, unless it's the SEC championship. If they win the SEC, they're in. I, yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll give you at, at one um, loss. At one loss. Yeah. Yeah, but now say at what in that scenario, say Penn State 
runs goes undefeated in the Big Ten. Then you have Ohio State with one loss, and then you have Alabama, Georgia. Alabama beats Georgia. Georgia has one loss. Alabama has one loss, SEC champion, whatever. You could potentially have a scenario almost like we had in 2021, 20, yeah, where had Oklahoma State actually won that game and not got stopped at the mm-hmm. goal line, somebody's getting left out. Right. I think in I think in that state, if Georgia were to get slaughtered in Atlanta like they did in 2021, and that was their only loss, I could see a situation where they get left out. That probably won't not happen there. Uh, but chance. I mean, look look at the UT Martin open uh, whatever you know you open up Ball State, South Carolina at home, UAB at home. The toughest game they have to start off the season in terms of environments is at Auburn, who will be significantly better than last year, but they're still rebuilding. And then I mean. They at at Tennessee is their toughest game. So, Jordo, um, I'll I'll let I'll let you address. What give me your honest thoughts on this team because you, I think you came the closest out of all of us to to maybe it was Matt, but but to pegging pegging them last year. Uh, I mean they were <clears throat> they were a, a big comeback away from losing to Missouri. They needed a bounce here and there to beat Ohio State. I mean, we're – I guess what I'm saying is that, uh, yeah, I mean, they're – Kirby has went there and he's developed a great program and they're going to be there year in and year out. But you're talking about, you know, them needing a lot of help, you know, to to do what they did last year. They they do a better job, though, probably than anybody else of playing to the standard like Alabama used to rather than playing to their opponents. You saw that from Alabama a lot last year playing to the – playing down to whoever they were playing against and up to whoever they were playing against. And Georgia's that didn't do that for the most part, but the, you know, the, the Missouri hiccup obviously, obviously comes to mind, but uh, you know, they obviously lose the quarterback and now we're on to Carson Beck, supposedly uh, there. I think there, there are a few injuries away from in the running back room from what I've heard to being really, really shallow. They're, they're down to some walk-ons. Basically they're going to be in second, third string. So, so help me, so help me if I see Betts and Stinnett back there taking reps at running back, I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. Not, oh, sure, surely not. But I mean, yeah, the, the schedule's favorable that they'll be there. That's they're in Atlanta. You can go ahead and pencil them in. Yeah, and to that point, you know, I'm looking at the schedule, and Will, I know it's a complaint, but I mean, they can only play who they can play within conference. I mean, yeah, Kentucky's I, on the rise. Tennessee, which is, had a good, is true, but that's the same logic, and and I'm. I'm not a UCF supporter, but that's the exact same logic that we used for UCF and Boise State for years is they don't play anybody. I've and, never said that. If if so, you're undefeated, you deserve a shot at something. You know, if you found a way to outdo every opponent on your schedule, I don't care if it's what's the what's the favorite little sisters of the poor or whatever it is, or you just knocked Alabama out by three touchdowns. If you beat everybody on your schedule, why not get a shot at something? And I mean, yeah, I'm sure they could go out and schedule like USC and Ohio State and Michigan in their open games, but nobody else does that. So, so why should they? I mean, I, I don't like holding a conference against a team when it's when it's TCU or or UCF, like you were talking about. And I hate to hold the East against Georgia. I don't know. I I, I just you kind of. It's kind of like watching the guy on the tightrope. You're like, there's no way. There's no way he can stay up there. And, and and 
and yet they somehow do. I, I think they get to Atlanta. I don't know if they win the national title, though. Um, I mean, I'm looking on this. Ole Miss is at home. I mean, I guess they travel to Tech, but unless they have a ma magic turnaround, you know, I mean, I, I don't – it's hard to find a loss on the schedule. Unless UAB pulls a UAB out of their hat and somehow knocks them off. Well, there will be. I mean, we saw Missouri, Missouri last. There will be one game where where they play a little sloppy, um, and like Jordan said, they've been able to to you know get out of it last year. I, I don't think I watched a Georgia game past the Tennessee game last year, except for I watched the Ohio State game up to, until uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. got concussed, and then I just quit watching that because. I think we all agreed that when Georgia and TCU played for the national title, that game was over as soon as it kicked off, right? And if you said wow. if you if any of you sat through that, you're sick. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree though, as Georgia is the SEC East winner, correct? Yeah. 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 Hey, how goes it, listeners? It's Matt from the Message Pitch. Wanting to talk to you about the latest sports drink that's creating a buzz. We all know it's the uh, new year. Everybody's getting back into shape and hitting the gym, breaking a sweat, trying to build good habits. Well, why don't you get yourself in the habit of drinking dog water and refreshing new sports drink by Will Grantham. Dog water. You got that dog in you? All right, so let's move over to the West. Um, those, those are some teams that are you know, closer to where we are and we have connections to. The first team I want to talk about, and we can only talk about them, I mean, we can talk about them just briefly because it's such a unique situation. Mississippi State, they have the Pirate, Mike Leach, who, uh, you know, unfortunately passes away last year before their bowl game. It was incredibly tragic. They rallied the troops for Zach Arnett. They won the bowl game. One of the most moving things I saw last year. Guys, I don't know what to think. They get Will Rogers back, which I'm shocked. I didn't realize he had another year of eligibility. Realistically, Jordan, what is a good year for Mississippi State? Probably seven wins. I would say seven wins. I mean, they're, they're coming off their best year in a while, returning their quarterback and just completely flying under the radar, which is amazing. But it's, I think it's all about everyone – trying to account for having them having a head coach that no one's ever really seen yeah coach a meaningful mm -hmm. game much yep. less an sec manage the sec schedule and manage the program so i think i think it's a wait and see approach that everybody's taking there yeah i think um, that's hey, fair what's their over under jordo six and a half i believe yeah. that's that's fair i think that's fair matt yeah, I think Will Rogers coming back is huge. Uh, I I got them at six wins exactly. Uh, yeah, could they could they win more? Maybe, but um, I think six is pretty safe for them. And I'm sorry, what did you say the over under was? Six, six and, and a half. Six and a half. I'll take the over. Uh, and the the reason I kind of point to is Will Rogers specifically. He's played the air raid all of his life, um, and. Mississippi State's have one of the most underrated defenses the last few years because uh, because of Zach Garnett. So having him still there is going to be big. But they actually went out and their their new offensive coordinator has been at App State the last two years. And I just saw mm -hmm. where they averaged his offense has averaged 450 yards a game. 
So I, I think it'll be a new look offense, but I still think it'll be an effective offense and their schedule. They should start off 2-0 real easily. Then they get LSU at home uh, as, at 11 o'clock kick. Stark Vegas will be rocking. Um, go to Arkansas, to Auburn, to A&M, get Southern Miss, and then the Egg Bowl. So, yeah, there's no way they don't they, – they should at least get six wins, but I think they could get seven pretty easily. Yeah. Like that's that's fair. Um, okay, shifting gears, Matt. Let's talk about a team that's that's near and dear to some of your uh, friends and family's heart. Let's talk A and M. What a what a weird weird season. They go five and seven, but they give Alabama fans the biggest heart attack that they had pretty much all year. They held South Carolina on us. They held Ole Miss on us. They somehow lost to Auburn. Um, they <laughs> lost to App State second game of the year chance is the seat hot under Jimbo Fisher right now oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent with Texas with Texas coming he he's got to get the program in shape because uh Texas and Oklahoma coming um I don't, I don't think there there's over optimism for this year either I know there's questions at quarterback for them um you know, Jimbo's – it's time. He, he's got to start producing, uh, I think, in the in, in the West. Uh, and he really hasn't come close in his tenure. So, uh, I, I know there's a lot of frustration with him, with them. And uh, I, I, I don't see them being a factor in the West again this year. Maybe they can get to seven, eight wins, I think. But – I'm gonna say seven wins. What's what's the over under? Eight. Eight. Oh. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Um. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> so, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on that one. Uh, I think what's really gonna be entertaining to watch is do Jimbo Fisher and new offensive coordinator Bobby Petrino sabotage each other before the year is over. Uh, by the way, that coaching staff is Jimbo Fisher, Bobby Petrino, and DJ Durkin. That's going to be yep. fun. But yep. uh, I think wow. I think Texas A and I th- I have them losing week two. They go to Miami, which that game was not fun to watch last year. I think there were sixty seven punts between the two teams. Jeez. But looking at looking at A and M schedule, they get you at New Mexico go to Miami, Louisiana Monroe at home, Auburn at home, Arkansas and Jerry World. I'm assuming Alabama at home. Go to Tennessee, South Carolina, at Ole Miss, Mississippi State. I don't know who this is. Ace, whoever ACU is. Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian. They're playing in church. And then they go to LSU to end the season. That I mean, they're aside from Abilene Christian on on the back half of that schedule, there is no guaranteed wins. Uh, mm-hmm. Every game is going to be at least 50-50, include up to the Auburn game all the way down. I mean, and and then you have all you go get Auburn at home, Arkansas at home, and Alabama at home back to back to back, and then you go out to Knoxville, and then you get a week off. That's that's a rough schedule. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, if the Lobos take care of business uh, Saturday, they could very easily start the season zero six. I'm I'm kidding, of course, but mm-hmm. Jordo, at at what point does it become the law of diminishing returns with Jimbo Fisher? You know, they, they gave him, what, 10 years and $95 million, and 
this is what they're getting. I mean, almost beating Alabama, I guess, is great because uh, that seems to be kind of a weird rivalry that's taken place since the Aggies have joined the SEC. But at what point do do you think that the Texas A&M faithful get tired and look for something else? Well, this is going to be fun because I actually disagree with Matt and Will. I think A&M's the, the sneaky team in the West. Mm. Uh, I think this may be uh, – Jimbo maybe finally has his guy at quarterback. They've got Anaya Smith and Evan Stewart outside as wide receivers. Uh, I like the Petrino hire. Maybe this kind of takes it out of Jimbo calling the game and more oh. preparing for the game. Uh, and my opinion on him and A&M is it's always where do you go next if you fire him, and I don't know where they go if they fire Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. And he's won a national he's won a national championship. It wasn't at AM, it was at Florida State, but um I'm glad they did that, by the way. It was a good good time to win a national championship. If you're gonna win one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but yeah, I, I like I like them to to finish second in the West. Wow. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe surprise a few people this year. Whoa. Man, you guys are gonna text me in week seven and be like, You idiot. Look down. That can't be any worse. <laughs> Matt can't takes any, that all the time, anyways. Can't be any worse than last year, where I would just get random. Man, did you see that Stetson Bennett throw halfway through the season? So, <laughs> and the answer was um, no. But I'm sure that screen pass was nice. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. God, I thought you had your minute thirty of hate. Let it, let it heal, my brother. Let it heal. Put him in, put him in timeout. Mute him like on around the horn or whatever. It yes, was. yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. So, rally. so to me, having no interest, I mean, you know, no, I guess, vested interest <laughs> in, in the Texas A&M Aggies, um, they're a fun team because you never know what you're going to get, right? They're a flip a coin uh-huh. team. They could legitimately beat Alabama and Ole Miss and LSU this year. Or they could easily lose to Miami and Auburn and Arkansas. You just don't know. And I think that's part of the fun of what makes Texas A&M, Texas A&M under Jimbo Fisher is you three, all of you could easily be right. Either any of you. Um, yeah. You you know, they could win six games or Jordan, they could finish second in the, in the West. I think they win eight games. I do. And I think they win one that, that nobody really sees them winning. And I think they lose one that no one sees them winning. Um, we'll see who too. Um, you know they could they could lose to Arkansas, given that it's a uh, it's a neutral site game. I think that's in Jerry World, and they'll be looking ahead to Alabama the next week. You know, you just never know with A and M. So I'm going to say eight wins. I don't know about second in the in the West, but we'll see what they've got. Um, okay, so. So shifting gears a little bit, let's talk about uh, Arkansas for a second. Sam Pittman era, everybody's high on Sam Pittman. I feel like Arkansas needs to deliver it something at some point under him. Um, you know, what? what is this? We're going into year four of his era. They're 19 and 17. I, I just want to know, I mean, Jordo, let, let's talk Arkansas. What, what are your initial thoughts about the Razorbacks under Pittman and heading into the season? Well, they're they're returning KJ Jefferson, so it's always sure. a good thing when you're when you're bringing back a a veteran quarterback. But their schedule, I looked at it earlier today, is just it's brutal. 
Uh, we got an over under at seven. I'm I'm gonna say eight wins. Feels like a feels like a really good year for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and we talk about getting over the hump and yada yada da, but truthfully, some teams have to win and some teams have to lose. And and for you to have two dynasties basically working in Tuscaloosa and Georgia, some teams are gonna have to get used to winning eight or nine games a year and, and kind of get comfortable with that and, and feel good about that because that is a good thing. It's a heck of a lot better than winning six or five or, you know, mm-hmm. fighting for fighting for bowl eligibility. So at Arkansas, if he can go eight and four and then every three to four years bounce out of ten and two and be in contention, that's that's kind of what you're that's kind of what you're hoping for, I think, when you're in those situations until uh that man in Tuscaloosa retires. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and Will, I'd like to hear your, your thoughts on, on Arkansas. They seem like a team that could really sleep, sneak in under the radar, but I feel like we're consistently waiting for them to do that, to have that so, breakout. So Arkansas, I've gone back and forth on all offseason. Uh, I think the best thing a first-time head coach can do is knock it out of the park with coordinators. That's what Pittman did when he brought in uh, – Riles and uh, what was the other guy? He, he left to go to UNA. It was the defensive coordinator, uh, Barry Odom. Uh, now both of those guys are gone, and he's brought in a defensive coordinator from UCF. And Dan Enos is back for like the ninth time at Arkansas, it feels like. So that kind of made me scratch my head because I don't really know if the pro style I formation that Enos kind of likes to run is best suitable for KJ Jefferson's talents uh, and Arkansas schedule was just brutal. I know Jordan alluded to it, but they opened up pretty easily. Western Carolina, Kent state, BYU all at home. And then they go at LSU, A&M, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, Mississippi state, at Florida versus Auburn versus FIU versus Mizzou. I, I think six and six is pretty realistic for them. Um, I could see seven and five though, but I just, I don't know. They lost bumper pool is finally gone. I think Drew Sanders, I think he's still there, uh, but I know bumper pool is, Drew, is gone. Drew went in the draft. I'm pretty sure. That's Sanders, Sanders right is either. gone. Sanders is gone. Bumper pool is yeah. gone. Uh, but as long as they have the, the just absolute big nasties up front on the offensive line and the tank that is KJ Jefferson and rocket Sanders, they'll, they'll, They'll win. They'll win some ugly games now. Uh, I'm. They're. They're. They're a fascinating team to watch for me. Uh, yeah, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, I, I liked. Uh, I liked watching KJ Jefferson last year. Uh, I think he gives them a chance to be in in most games. Um, in the West, I, I don't. I don't see them really. Um, Competing, but like Jordan kind of said, you know, them winning seven, eight games is is would be pretty good for them. Um, I'm gonna say seven's probably their ceiling this year, uh, and I would say five being their floor. So I think I, I think they're gonna be competitive in almost every game they play, um, but I don't necessarily think they're gonna be a you know a factor in the West. So um, yeah, I'm gonna say seven wins. I'm going to go with Matt. I, I think seven wins is good. I think they finish fifth, sixth in the West. Yes. You know, they get yeah. a bowl game. Uh, you know, they may win a game that they shouldn't. They may lose a game. That, uh, they I don't think they'll lose any games that they shouldn't. 
but yeah, I, I tend to agree with Matt on on Arkansas. Okay, the, the only game that's a toss up for them is BYU. I feel like that's going to be a, mm-hmm. kind of a trap game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that could be big for BYU season two. All right, so let me let, let's talk about what I think is potentially the most fun team in the SEC West. That's the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, Kiffin seems to have kind of matured a little bit. Yeah, he's still got that that let's throw it eight hundred times a game and that you know let's have fun mentality. But he seems to be growing uh, into maybe a little bit more mature version of himself, and he seems to be having the time of his life uh, in Mississippi uh, or in uh, Oxford. I really like this team. I really thought that they would do better than they did last year. I know they started off so strong, but that loss at LSU just pretty much derailed it. And then, you know, I think last year was the year if they were going to knock off Alabama, that was the year going to be a little bit harder going to them fourth game of the year. Um, You know, they lost big to Arkansas. They lost to Mississippi state and they lost to Texas Tech bowl game to close out the year. You know, guys, what, what do you think about Ole Miss? I mean, they're returning a lot of starters on offense. They're not returning as many on defense, but it's a Lane Kiffin team. It doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> do we think Ole Miss turns the corner and becomes a player in the West this year? Matt. We have two minutes and 45 seconds. We'll go. I'm going to say no, but they'll still be fun to watch. Elaborate. Uh, I mean, Kiffin, I think, is – Probably outside of Saban, I think the most followed coach in the SEC. Probably. Um, and I think he just brings a when they're when they're on TV. I'm I'm gonna watch Ole Miss just because they're gonna do something fun on offense. Um, I just yeah, I'd, one I don't think they play the defense to compete um, with the Alabamas and uh, Georgias of the world. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sold on their quarterback situation. <clears throat> yeah, that's 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 big. I, I'm, I'm gonna say eight wins is probably their ceiling. I could see them similar to Arkansas this year, a uh, seven yep. win team. Okay. All right. So, so Matt gave us his thoughts on Ole Miss. Will, I'd love to hear yours. Do the Rebels turn the corner this year? Um. If by corner you mean like could potentially make things interesting in the West, I think so. But their schedule is a gauntlet, and mm-hmm. they do have a new defensive. I think Pete Golding will actually do really well somewhere like Ole Miss. Um, but I mean, looking at it, I mean, it, it's not even a guarantee they win their second game of the season because uh, Drew they they go to Tulane uh, on the night. So, or happy birthday to you, Drew. Uh, oh. But they they play they go to Tulane to Alabama to Auburn they to Georgia they get A and M at home LSU at home I mean I, I that this has the makings of a seven and five type season for me maybe eight and four is a good year uh, they could probably play a disruptor but I don't think they're going to be a I don't think they're going to be a contender uh, not yet anyway they don't really know who their quarterback is going to be Judkins is a monster though at running back. Uh, and like, like Matt said earlier, Lane Kiffin always makes things fun. But I, I think I think seven and five is more realistic for um, for Ole Miss. But I really I'm I'm looking forward to that Auburn game when Auburn goes to Ole Miss because that's somehow <laughs> Ole Miss fans are trying to make that a rivalry for them now, which could be interesting. But uh, and you know Lane Lane's going to have a couple of uh, 
notable quotables going leading up to that game. So, yeah, Jordo, honest opinion, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin. What are your thoughts on on him as the head coach of Ole Miss and, and their program currently? Honestly, I got kind of disappointed when you were talking about Lane Kiffin maturing a minute ago. That kind of like that, that hurt my heart just a little bit to think that Lane might actually grow up and and be a real boy one day. Uh, <laughs> and then and then Will Will had to go and remind me that that the the fantastic defensive mind of Pete Golding is is at Ole Miss now. So. Just when you oh thought my. their defense, just when you thought their defense couldn't get any worse, Lane was like, <laughs> "Hang on a second, I've got an idea." There's this guy in Tuscaloosa that I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it feels feels like a seven and five, six and six because yeah, the quarterback issue is is uh, he hasn't named a starter yet, and he's returned his starter from last year, so that feels a little shaky. Um, not like not quite like an Alabama situation like we talked about earlier, where no one's really coming back with a whole lot of experience. Jackson Dart played the entire season last year, and now some other guy comes in. What What is his name? I had Spencer it Sanders from Oklahoma. He, yeah, I Sam, think that guy's going to win the job. He, he's a little bit more dual Sanders. threat, which which uh, Lane likes, yeah. and he's played a he lot likes. of football. Yeah. Hmm. Who is Lane's quarterback? <laughs> decisions baffled me, uh, Jordan Opic. Who was the guy that he had that he just ran into the ground? The guy threw like seven interceptions in a game and he still kept him in <laughs> Matt, there. Matt Corral? Matt Corral. <laughs> oh, my god, He's in the NFL. A, I watched him play the other night. Uh, who was it? The, the Panthers. Panthers. Wow. Where he can also get run in the ground. God, <laughs> <That offensive laughs> Matt Corral got drafted. He's like, what? Come on. Get <laughs> off the offensive line. Should have hit the transport port portal, man. Wait, wait, yeah, wait. Sorry. I, sorry. We're talking about Matt Corral. Somebody said hit. Never forget that man tried to punch a Mississippi State player in the helmet with his throwing hand. <laughs> Continue. I just it just baffled me because like Corral's over there like throwing up all over himself, you know, five interceptions here, two more. And you got John I think it was at the same time John Reese Plum, Plumley was there. It, no, it it, 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 like, it, Mr. it, it was if you if you're really good at two things, and that means you're not really good at one thing. You know, uh, John John Rice Plumley is playing for Gus right. now, and uh, he he looks he looks like he has trouble reading defenses from time to time. So, well, that's probably because he never had to at uh, Ole Miss. You know, scout team, you are uh, you're there to lose. But anyways, yeah, I think Ole Miss will be fun. Um, you know, they'll play Mercer, who won game this week. Uh, they go to. Yolden Stadium and Tulane, I think that's probably a dub for Ole Miss. If if they lose to Tulane on the road, this season is going to get really bad really quick in a lot of ways, I think. Uh, um, and then they host Georgia Tech, and poor Georgia Tech, I mean, they're just mm. – that's a program that needs revitalization bad. Um, yeah, I think it'll be fun. They'll be interesting to watch. They'll, you know, score basketball numbers in some games, but – I don't know if they're ready to to take on the big dogs uh, in the SEC. So, all right. So we we talked about them earlier a lot. I just want to touch on Alabama, and and I want to get you guys's you know honest opinion. Um, are they back? Is this the year that that they climb to the top of the mountain again? And and Jordo, we bring you on the show because you're our college football correspondent. You know this sport better than than. Anybody else that 
you know, we still like, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just trying to build you up, man. Give me your, give me your honest take, man. I know last year you were more loose and uh, free about uh, how Alabama was going to be. Yeah, I think, know, I think, yeah, I think you even said that they would beat everybody by three touchdowns. I think that was you, no, right? No, no, you said that. Yeah, right now is when we need the the audio from last year. Just go ahead and punch <laughs> that. Yeah, let's let's hold on. We'll take a break to pull that audio up. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, yes, that was in fact Will. It was. Um, Jordo, honest assessment of the program uh, in in it, uh, you know, in Saban's tenure at this point. Well, I I think if you would have told any Alabama fan that Tommy Reese and Kevin Steele would be the two guys brought in. If you'd have told us that in November, no one would have been happy. You know, yeah. you, you, you're looking at getting rid of Golding and moving on past Bill O'Brien. And that was, you know, we were throwing out these big names like Jeremy Pruitt's going to come back and lead the defense. And, you know, there's all these high aspirations. And, and then they land those two guys. And the initial response, or at least in my head, was, this is it, you know, we're, we're headed down that downward spiral, but truthfully what it was, was a assessment of, of where the program was and where they were going and, and what they were, what they were working with, which was uh, not a, not a quarterback with a lot of, uh, what's a nice way to say it, not Bryce Young or Tua Tungvaloa leading the helm. And um, I think from the moment the, the clock expired in the Kansas State game. It, it started the rebuild, and they knew they were going to have to get nasty again uh, up front, building the defensive line and the offensive line. Let's 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 go back to to doing this how we used to do it. And uh, I hope that's where we're headed. If it's not, there's a razor thin line between Alabama being eight and four, nine and three, and being twelve and zero. That's my that's my opinion. Jordo, I, I want to ask you. Um... What are you expecting? You you've already touched on how much you love Pete Golding. Are you excited to see the new defense this year? Like, is there anything you're looking forward to watching this defense yeah. in comparison to the Golding tenure? I hope they I hope they get their swagger back a little bit and get get some of that. You know, I hope I can say this on this show. Be pissed off a little bit more often. We'll allow, we'll allow. Fact that we'll that the that people even <laughs> want to get on the field with you. You know, the Alabama old the former players used to talk about when they would go into uh on the road that was their goal is to make them leave in the third and fourth quarter and you know Alabama just lost that the last few years whether it was people people playing up tight or I don't know what it was but I I think I've I've read and seen some things I even saw something earlier today where uh it was probably Tyler Booker because I feel like he's everywhere for the offensive line right now but that's that's what he said. He said our goal is to we want to look over on the other as the offensive line, we'll look over at the other sideline and see guys with their head hung low and defeated. And I, I think it was Dallas Turner and probably Kool-Aid McKinstry. They were interviewing them probably around media days. And they said the defense is just it's it's less thinking, more reacting. So which I almost think yeah. that maybe Golding's biggest problem was he was almost micromanaging out there, trying to change things at the last minute. And I think mm-hmm. Saban, like you said, Saban made a calculated decision to get back and you know, this year will look more like 09, 2011. Honestly, kind of what Georgia's been doing the last few years, just yeah. making people tap out with the defense and then just running over you with the offense. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard not to see the the parallels into what Georgia continued to do mm-hmm. and what Alabama kind of got away from. And maybe Nick Saban's like, oh, wait a minute, we can still do that. 
I want to do that again. Well, <laughs> and even 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 uh, Georgia obviously has been doing it so well because I mean they've got two national titles in the last two years. But I mean, even a team like Michigan, they've just you know they're they're running yeah. in the the eye and and you know running backs going for three hundred yards. So yeah, I think I think it'll be a blast from the past this year. Yeah, we shall see. Matt, any thoughts? Um, I'm intrigued by Tommy Reese hire. Yep. Less intrigued about the Kevin Steele hire. I don't know. Um, Keep going. Sorry. I uh, just I don't know. He's been recycled a lot now, I guess. Um, but um, yeah, I think they're the favorite in the SEC West. I don't want to, you know, pour water on the SEC West. Make them. It, it kind of seems like they're. It's not a down. I want to say it's going to be a competitive comp. Uh, division but i think lsu's inevitably going to take a step back i think they overperformed last year yep. um, I, I don't see them repeating in the in the west and then all you know old miss we've already talked about arkansas you know they're going to be a, they'll be in the picture but they won't be really in contention so um, i think alabama gets out of the west i'm not i, I think they're gonna have at least one loss though going into the sec championship <laughs> Matt, my question, too. my question for you: Are you going mm-hmm. to Kyle Field for Alabama A and M this year? I'll be there. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably, probably. Immediately, probably Jordan just got in his got in his truck to drive <laughs> to Texas. <laughs> no I chance know. that game's close. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that would be a bloodbath. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say though, that was. I know you didn't like the result, but that was a, one of the coolest experiences I think I've ever I had in a I sporting bet. event. You're talking about Disney World? Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy Disney. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I think SEC West champs for sure. I tend to agree. I, I just, I think LSU takes a step back and the, and the rest of the teams in the conference or in the division are just trying to find themselves. Um, you know, looking at their schedule, it's not, I mean, yeah, okay, at Texas A and M, just depends on which A and M shows up, but it's 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 pretty favorable for Alabama. They yeah, they get Arkansas, Tennessee, and LSU in a row, uh, but they get them at home, and and their road games are at State, at A and M, at USF, and at Kentucky. Um, I don't see them tripping themselves over uh, Chattanooga, and then they go to Auburn, but again. We'll get to them in a second, but I mean, I, I I tend to agree with Matt. There may be a loss in here, but I I think they're this is your West uh, champion. Um. So all right. So shifting gears, um, let's let's talk about Auburn for a second. What a we, disaster! I, honestly, like, I think Auburn might be the most intriguing discussion we could have, and we've already talked a lot about LSU leading up to Alabama. So why don't we just save Auburn for last? Okay. So let's let's go to LSU then, because they're gonna finish. Let oh sorry, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Saying, I mean, <laughs> this is either gonna be really good or I'm setting myself up for the longest punchline in this podcast's history. That's what um, you know, LSU, you know. You know, people listen to that were like, oh, okay, yeah, save Auburn for that. And then I just made that joke right there, and we just lost half our viewers that were listening because of that joke. <laughs> well, let let's talk LSU though for a second. Um, I did not think that they would do very well last year. I was wrong. Uh, I'm not a, not afraid to admit that. I think Jordo picked them to do really well under uh, Brian Kelly. Under uh, who? Brian Kelly. 
the, 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 the governor. I do declare. I <laughs> there declare we go. Them. Family. Sir, <laughs> so I will take this college football program and I will rise to the occasion and take them to the mountain pop. Um, they went 10 and 4. They lost to Florida State in an embarrassing fashion opening weekend. They got absolutely curb stomped by Tennessee. And then they lost to AM and they got beaten by Georgia in the SEC championship. But, you know, they beat Alabama. They beat Ole Miss. They beat all. I mean, they, they, they were there and they won games. Matt, you said earlier you thought they were going to take a step back. How much of a step back do you think? I just don't see them getting out of the West again. I still think when you have Brian Kelly, he is we make fun of him. He is he has shown he's a good coach. I mean he he's the winningest coach at Notre Dame. Uh and that's a program that's had some Now know, wait decent, a minute, <laughs> had some decent oh, no. coaches. So I, I, I can see them I can see them with eight wins, eight, nine wins. Um I, I just can't see them replicating getting back to the Getting back to the SEC championship, uh, I think there's there's questions with them at quarterback. Um, oh yeah, and then Alabama is going to be a, obviously a uh, a game that they'll circle. That's another one that they're going to want a revenge game. So um, it's going to come down, I think, between LSU and all, uh, Alabama. But um, I think they just take a, a, a slight step back this year. Will. So, the schedule makers did LSU no favors. Open mm-hmm. up with Florida State in Orlando, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, get Grambling at home, go to Mississippi State, then get Arkansas, then go to Ole Miss, to Mizzou, then get Auburn at home, then get Army, and then get a That's week it. off. Get a week off after playing Army, and then get to go to Tuscaloosa. And if there's anything we've ever noticed in the last 15 years of watching Alabama and LSU – you can guarantee there will be at least seven LSU players injured on the field and have to get walked off the field by the time they play Alabama. Oh, it's clockwork. Yeah. We're trying to I'm, be I'm, objective here. I, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's because it's because the game is always so physical between the two teams, and it's at that point in the year, and especially even when you get an off week, but you the week before – the, the game before you play Alabama, it's an entire game of people chop blocking at, you know, just the low blocks that Army does. Um, so even though they get an off week, I, I mean, I think LSU might be gassed at that point, and it's going to be so hard to get up for – because you're looking right now, if both teams are on the table, a potential top five matchup, number four and number five right now. Uh, and you uh, you can go ahead and pencil this in CBS's night game. Bryant Denny should be mm-hmm. rocking. Uh, Alabama's got this one scheduled from last year where, you know, LSU basically ran two plays the entire second half and Pete Golding still couldn't figure out how to stop it. Um, so, yeah, I think I think LSU probably comes second. Uh, Malik Neighbors and Jaden Daniels have a pretty good connection. Um, I couldn't maybe really anybody else on their team other than uh, the defensive tackle who suspended for the first game. Did y'all hear about that? Dude got suspended for the first game, so LSU tried – up until like a few weeks ago, I was trying to find a week zero opponent so that guy could be suspended for that game instead of the Florida State one. <laughs> That's awesome! Wow. What's the what's the over and under on LSU? Is it Never nine and a half? Right, we said that early. <clears throat> nine and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under on that one. And then mm-hmm. I think they come in right at nine. Jordo, you were the only person I think called LSU. Yeah, Matt did too. But you you were high on the Tigers last year, and you're right. They're returning so many people on offense. 
does that matter this year? Uh, so I think they, uh, I think they've got a chance, like, like Will said, to take a step back. Uh, I know they're, they're returning a lot, but I think they had a lot of things kind of go their way last year. Mm. Um, I, I do think he's, uh, Kelly's got the program headed in the right direction. And I think they're going to be there year in and year out pretty much from now on. But, uh, I'm looking more at eight or nine wins with that schedule. Yeah, I I tend to agree, you know, and looking at it, I mean, it, it yeah, it's, it's, they catch some teams at home, but, but at Alabama, that's going to be huge. And, and at Ole Miss could be, could be big as well. But yeah, I, I tend to agree with you guys. I think eight wins is a good year. I think they probably still finish second in the West, but I, I don't know if they challenge for it. Um, okay. Last team we're going to cover. Uh, if you've been waiting this long, uh, thanks. Um, let's talk about Auburn. Um, what a mess. I mean, they had Brian Harson, who anybody with eyes knew that he was complete fish out of water in that situation. And if what they say is true, he didn't seem to really care about recruiting, uh, left a lot of the Auburn pipeline in shambles. So Auburn fires him, what, midway through the year. They bring in Cadillac. He rallies the troops. <clears throat> they get two wins <laughs> under him. Um, and then they they let him go, and they bring in Hugh Freeze, the man who was asked to leave Ole Miss a few years ago uh, for a bevy of scandals. Um, Auburn hires him, and, and the Freeze warning is on. First off, guys, let's just dive right into it. We knew Harson was not going to make it through the year last year. In fact, the great lost message pitch episode where we had uh, – we're going to be a long-term solution, but he was a great fit for what he did. Uh, Hugh Freeze, in, in all objectivity, and I'm asking, I'm asking you guys to be objective, all objectivity – was that the right hire? Matt, I'll, I'll let I'll you think. go first. Oh, okay. No, no, Will, go, go, go. Will. I think, Sorry. No, let Matt go. It's fine. I think from an X's and O's standpoint, there, there really wasn't much out there, I think, better than him. Um, I know, and he's had he has a resume where he, he has beaten Alabama before. Um, I think that was pretty big. Um. And he's, he's had success in the SEC. I think, yeah, for who they could have uh, – for what was out there, I think it was a good hire as far as uh, how he's going to be for their culture. It seems like an odd fit to me, but um, if he wins, I mean, that trumps everything else. So, um, yeah, I think overall it it's a better hire than, than what Harson was, so – they're moving in a better direction. Uh, time will tell. Coaching higher than Harson. <laughs> you know, we, we, we talked about Sam Pittman earlier and how if you're a first-time head coach, especially in a new conference, you try to hire experienced coordinators. Mm. They should have fired Brian Harson immediately when he announced Mike Bobo as his offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, that could also That could also be a downfall for Georgia this year with Mike Bobo calling plays again for him. How does that man continue to fail up? Anyway, Drew, to answer your original question, 
Brian or ooh, not Brian Harson, sorry, Auburn fans. Hugh Freeze was the best car on the lot. It's not it, it, it's not, it's not going to be the brand new Tesla or, or whatever car you want, but if you're looking for something safe ish, something reliable, you go with a Hugh Freeze. My biggest thing, I said this when they hired Harson. If you know who else beat Alabama twice, <laughs> Gus. Yes. You're paying Gus not yeah. to coach just to go and get a guy who has a similar yeah. reputation in terms of coaching to Gus. Um, I Two. think I it, this isn't even a, a slight. This isn't even a joke. But now in the 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 area and the the time we're in, where it's, you, you you can pay players with an IL. I mean, I think you're seeing the recruiting pay off. I mean, that's one of the reasons he got in trouble at Ole Miss. You know, uh, but now that it's legal, I mean, hey, good for Auburn. It's it's working for him. Um, I don't expect them to be playing for a national title this year, but I don't think that's what they're looking for. No, I don't either. And to your point about the best car on the lot, it'll get you there. I, I'm more worried about the fact that it was totaled at one point in time, you know, using that, that analogy. I mean, is, well, is the damage that comes with it? You need the car facts. Is it, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. again, is it's, it it's apples, it? it's apples and oranges because, one did something so one did something that he shouldn't have been punished for by the NCAA, but here we are now. But I mean, look at the Bruce Pearl experiment for him. You know that that worked out. But granted, what Bruce Pearl, what granted what Bruce Pearl did versus what Harson did is a little different. But hey, you know, look at what Bruce Pearl did—the same thing that Jim Harbaugh did, and Jim Harbaugh got punished for. Oh, so yeah. sorry. <laughs> So shifting gears, Jordo, you know, you being our college football correspondent, <clears throat> asking objectively, the Hugh Freeze hire, was that the right move? No, that's a home run hire, in my opinion. Really? You you really think so? Yeah. That's I mean, yeah, I think it's a home run hire. I just you know, it kind of goes against everything Auburn stands for or says they stand for mm. as far as their ideals and whatnot. But uh, just from a strictly football X as an O standpoint, I don't think they could have. I don't think they could have done any better. Uh, I mean, we'll 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 see how it works. So I don't I don't know what kind of year they'll have this year. But I know they got the transfer quarterback coming in from the Michigan State. Peyton Thorne. They're up. Yep. They've already named him the starter. Uh, that was a wide receiver playing quarterback so yeah i mean they uh, i can spend seven or maybe eight games this year and carry a lot of momentum into in the next year that um i i can see that they really don't return anybody on offense i mean i'm looking good. at this depth there's it might not be a yeah. bad thing for them this year yeah so that's probably a good yeah. thing <laughs> yeah that may not be they do return some talent on <laughs> defense but yeah i mean i i when Go ahead. Oh, you meant W-I-N. I thought you were saying W-I-N.
Beach Bowl appearance if they if SEC still has a tie in, or is it a New Year Six now? Yeah, New Year Six this year. Okay, well then they'll go to like the Nashville Bowl, uh, maybe the Belt Bowl or something I, like that. My my audio was cutting out. What was everybody's season predictions for Auburn? Seven to eight wins. I would be stunned if they got less than six. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, I like it. There's seven. My, so so Hugh Freeze, I think he's going to be good for him. But and I understand, you know, everybody talks about what he did at Ole Miss, which is great. But he's also the he same guy changed. who had. But no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm talking about strictly on the field. But he's also the same guy who had AJ Brown, uh, DK Metcalf. I think Evan Ingram was on the team. All these guys who were all pros in the NFL, and they went five and seven. That's so, fair. He also had Chad Kelly as his quarterback. Mm. Jack Kelly actually, makes Matt Corral look like Joe Namath. Hey, actually, it was <laughs> it was XFL legend uh, Jordan Tayamu that was his quarterback uh, for oh, that team. But excuse me. All right, mm. so guys, let's let's get down to it. We both we think Alabama's going to win the West. We're all in agreement with that. We think Georgia's going to win the East. Who wins the SEC championship? Wilson. Uh, give, give me Alabama. Matt. <clears throat> I've been going back and forth, honestly, on this. The uh, history says Alabama, but I, I think I'm going to take Georgia. Jordo? I feel like I manifested too much last year with my predictions. Oh, the headgear's coming <laughs> off. <laughs> Roll tide, baby. You know what was mi- you know what was missing from that? The whole for the next Cursing? two to three for the next three to four years, I'll be taking my talents to, and then he picks up the hat from the prop. Mm. Oh, I thought he was going to do a corso with the Houston Cougar. Just put no. the deer head on, throw it. Oh. I I hear. Again, Alabama, Georgia, I think here here's who's going to win the SEC championship. ESPN and Dr. Pepper. That's who's going to win the SEC <laughs> No, I, I don't know, guys. I, I, I feel like I need to be like Herb Street and re- remain super objective, but it would not surprise me if Alabama rises to the occasion again. Um, you know, as the season goes on, we'll kind of get more into the playoff prediction points, but but – it, it, one thing that you're looking for as the SEC kicks off this weekend, um, it, one thing that's that you want to see just out of this weekend, <clears throat> Matt. Sorry, I got choked up there. Just, just SEC related. Yeah, just out of the SEC. I mean, I I go to the first game. I'm, I'm interested just to see how Florida does with uh, against Utah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a yeah, that's a good game to kick off the season. And I think it'll tell us uh it'll tell us a lot about Utah, but I think it, it could tell us a lot about how Florida's gonna compete this year too. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great point. What about you, Will? Uh the Spencer Rattler Heisman campaign. Well, there it is. <laughs> no, um <laughs> I wanna see I know and I know we all predicted Alabama and Georgia. It, it's kind of stale at this point, you know, we're predicting, but I wanna see how far the drop off is between these two dynasties, these two juggernauts, and then is it going to be a close second behind somebody else? Is it going to be somebody like LSU last year, or is it going to be like Dabo used to say, 
Alabama and them and then everybody else, you know. That's kind of what I want to see. How how big is that talent gap? Now, I'm interested interested in that too. But you were asking about this week. Oh, right? yeah, just this weekend specifically. Yeah. 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 Oh, gee, I don't know. Uh, is South Carolina for real? You know, I think okay. North Carolina is a good test for them. Well, Matt okay. already said Florida, and everybody else is kind of playing. Actually, uh, no. Uh, it's Florida, a good game. LSU, good game. LSU's playing Florida State. Exactly. That's uh, what I was going to say. That's a good one. Let Jordan that's take a good it. one, too. No, that's, that's not mine, though. Mine is uh, – Watch everyone's head explode when Alabama wins twenty three to six, and they mm. don't stomp MTSU like they're supposed to. Watch. Yeah. I do think I, everybody's I think gonna panic. Kind of how it, Florida State or LSU of those two, whoever wins that game, are they going to be for real? Because both of those teams are getting a lot of love this weekend or this season so far. Yeah, doesn't it feel like those games always turn out in blowouts? Yes. So which one would you be more likely to see blow out the other one? Or, Florida or State. more surprised? Yeah, right. No, more I, surprised? I would be, yeah. More surprised? I would be more surprised if LSU blew out Florida State. Oh, Agreed. really? Okay. Yeah. No, I'd be with Jordo. I think Florida State blowing out LSU would be a surprise. Yeah, I, I feel like that would be a surprise to the national, I feel national like, media there. And, and me and a buddy at work used to talk about this. Every year there's that one team who kind of does better than they were supposed to or has a really good mm. season, and then everybody's like, oh, this is going to be the start of something for them, and then they don't ever produce again. I, I'm nervous about Florida State for that reason. I know they had a great mm. year last year, yeah. but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm anxious about Florida State. So I think I think one storyline that's kind of maybe lost in the in the shuffle a little bit that, that I'm watching for SEC-wise, um, I want to see how Mississippi State comes out this year. You know that that's a that's a program that's gone through mm. the worst. I mean, the, the worst you could probably possibly imagine for for a team, short of being, you know, actually that is the worst to have to have your guy that you think is going to lead the future and he tragically passed away. That's so sad for everybody involved. I want to see how they come out. I want to see how they look under Zach Garnett. I want to see how Will Rogers does. Um, and I'll be watching that one pretty closely. I'm just curious. I I don't think they're going to challenge for the West and I don't think they're going to challenge for uh, the, you know, SEC championship or anything like that, but I do want to see how they respond. And, and, you know, we try to be as objective as possible on this um, podcast, but I'll, I'll be pulling for them against Southeastern Louisiana and I want to see them do well and, and win another one for the pirate. Well said. Thanks. Agreed. Uh, Will, do we want to do some pickums or we want to call it a night? Uh, it's up to you guys. Why don't we, Why don't we just do the 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 game day game, which is South Carolina and North Carolina, and then I mean the only other big game is we'll do Florida, Utah, North Carolina, South Carolina, and LSU, Florida State, and then we'll call it a night because I think we're already yeah, good. Yeah. All right. So Florida, Utah. Who do you guys have? Florida again. Give me them. Oh, Wilson. I'm. I want to cheat and see if Rising's playing. <laughs> That's undecided still. Yeah. yeah. Um, hold him as long as possible. I'm going to take Utah. I took him. I, I took him last year. Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't be stunned if Florida wins, but I, I'll take Utah. My heart I says. Could... Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Matt. 
I picked Florida last year because um, I just thought that was a tough game. And I, I think I'm going to use the same logic. I think that's a tough first game for Florida, even with the quarterback in question. So I'm going to take Utah. Yeah. And Drew, your audio cut out. Who did you pick? I, I like Utah. Uh, they're just a program that I just I like, and I, I think they're fun to watch. I think they'll beat Florida uh, at home. Cool. So North Carolina, South Carolina in a neutral st- neutral site, which I think is Charlotte in the old Belt Bowl where the Panther or wherever the Panthers play, whatever that stadium's called. You guys already – I don't even have to say it. You already know who I'm rocking with. The Rattler-Heisman campaign starts now. As he so throws taking- four interceptions in the first half. <laughs> yeah. I'll uh I'll go with North Carolina. I think yeah, I'm gonna go with Carolina too. I'm going back and forth. It. Come on, Matt. Let's gang up on him. Three against one. Like I'm used to it. I'm I'm leaning towards going Mac Brown, but I I, I think South Carolina honestly is slightly better. It just depends on Rattler. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Siri. last one. Play Bill. Sandstorm. Uh, and then we just kind of talked about it. Florida, <laughs> Florida State, LSU. Again, you already know what I just said. Give me Florida State. I, I like Florida State as well. I'm going to take LSU. I, I, think I, think, Florida, I think Florida State's a little overhyped right now. Yeah, I, I... – I kind of agree with you, Matt. I'm going to take LSU as well. All right. All right. All right, folks. That, those are our picks for the big games this weekend. If you've made it this far, we thank you for listening to the message pitch. We'll be back next week. Uh, once again, we want to thank our good friend, colleague, and correspondent, Jordan Waldrop, uh, for joining us. And uh, for everybody here at the message pitch, I'm Drew. I'm Will. I'm Matt. You're stuck with me now, boys. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. I can think of worse places to be. We will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Deuces. Go enjoy some week one. Yes, sir.